Hello, everyone, and welcome to the college edition of the Beard Zone Football Podcast. I am back. I am one of the hosts. My name is David. I'm with my buddy here, Glenn. Glenn, we got a lot to talk about today, my friend. Oh, yeah, we do. And you know what? I really wish I could harness my inner, like, angry dad. Um, But I know I've already spoken to, like, half of my office on this um and i will die on this hill but florida state was unjustly given the rank of five um i will die on that hill every single time and i firmly believe this is all dedicated to money um i understand the committee is different every single year but i don't understand how you leave out a undefeated team and a conference champion. I know Bama beat Georgia, and Georgia was the number one team, but there were even talks of leaving in Georgia and Alabama and booting Texas when Texas beat Alabama. So it's like, does it even matter anymore? Like, are you just going to tell these kids, oh, you know what? So, so sorry. I know you played your heart out, and you literally beat everyone you played, but sorry, no cigar. I think that's garbage. I think there's favoritism. If you look at Michigan, Texas, and Alabama, you historically have like the top five or three teams ever winning in football. And on top of that, those three programs bring in probably more money than Florida State's ever thought of, even if Florida State has probably won more championships than Texas or Washington. So I don't know. I think they should have given Florida State number four. I don't know if Bama even deserves to be there. I think they're a good team. I think they favor Nick Saban and everything he's done for college football over the last 100 years probably now. I can't remember how old he is. (laughs) But historically, Texas, since like, what, 09 or 05, hasn't really done anything. Same thing with Michigan. Hasn't done anything since the early 2000s. I can't remember when the last time Washington won a national championship, but at least they have one. And then you got Alabama, who's been a staple of college football since the dawn of time. I'm sure Nick Saban's got a dinosaur as his neighbor or something. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, look, I I, I definitely have been hearing it, you know, all all weekend long. And, you know, I'm, I'm here in Florida, so there's a lot of Florida State fans, especially here in the area where I'm at. And so, you know, you, you've heard it all week and long, you know, Florida state got screwed. This is such, you know, BS all, you know, it was, it was all of the things that you just touched on. I'm going to play a little bit of the devil's advocate though, here really quick, because I, I think that FSU has one team to, to thank for this all. And it goes back to TCU because we saw TCU get into the playoffs last year and granted they did beat Michigan to get into the national championship but when they played the the true number 1 team for the for the national championship which was the Georgia you know Bulldogs they the game was over by the first quarter i mean it was probably the worst national championship game that i've ever seen and i'm not a huge college football fan but i 
traditionally will watch the bowl games and the national championship game. And I love it because it's always exciting. It's always close. It always comes down to the wire, at least for the most part. This is the Super Bowl of college football. And you're going to sit here and tell me that the game is over midway through the first quarter. That was last year. They're looking at FSU. They're down to their third string quarterback. I know that there was the possibility of, you know, their second string guy coming in, um, you know, for the playoffs. But you're down. You you don't have your starting quarterback. And you honestly, you barely squeaked by Florida two weeks ago. And then you barely beat Louisville just, you know, this this past weekend. And so I can understand why the committee did not favor them to go into the playoffs. And then you talk about Alabama, they are going to be favored. That's just how it is going to be. Nick Saban is college football. And it's, I know that he, you know, I mean, he's been in the national championship. It seems like every year he's the bill Belichick. They're the new England Patriots of college football, right? We, we love to hate him or you just love him. And the college football, they love them. It probably does come down to money as well. But you're also trying to sit here and say that Alabama doesn't doesn't deserve to be in the playoffs when they just beat the team that has won 29 straight games over the last several years. Okay, so what about Texas? They lost to Kansas at home, and Kansas is trash. Well, but then they also beat Alabama. They They were the one team that were able to beat Alabama. So, you know, I mean, we can we can kind of circle around this all day. But at the end of the day, man, playoffs are set. The college playoffs are set. We got Michigan. Who is it? And first of all, I think Michigan is the team to watch out for because they're honestly the only team that like had a cakewalk. I feel like in their in their, uh, you know, uh, championship game. Now, I get it. It was against Iowa and. I don't know who you're going to have to educate me on this, but this was a conversation, a topic of conversation that I was having with a guy at uh, the cigar lounge that I was at watching the Michigan game. Iowa's quarterback looks like he should be a lineman. Like who is this guy? He's huge. Deacon Hill. He is. Yeah. Uh, he's a backup actually to McNamara, the old Michigan quarterback. So McNamara got injured earlier this year when they were balling out. Um, and Iowa was like a legit threat. It's kind of weird to say, but, um, Michigan, it holistically is a decent team. Um, I would argue the big 10 this year was kind of sloppy, um, outside of Penn state, Ohio state and Michigan. Um, sec always tends to eat the bottom and then they'll have like five teams in the top five minimum every single year. Um, Texas, if you want to argue the whole transition from last year to this year, I think Texas is a better team than TCU, but they have a one loss to a joke team of Kansas. And the Big 12 historically has absolutely choked in the playoff. So I don't know if even Texas deserves to be in the top four. Well, I think that also Texas, if you want to go back to money, who's who's at Texas? I know he's not the starter. Oh, uh, Manning. You got Archie Manning. Yep. You got you got you got the Manning, man. You got royalty. Honestly, you know? and the, it it all boils down to viewers and money and all that. I don't care what anyone says. The NCAA is a business and they're gonna go for the biggest buck. Absolutely. And I am 
ecstatic for 2024 and it goes to a 12 team playoff and that's where the true winner will be decided honestly yeah. they should probably just jump to six teams this year for the sake of argument and just let them play let the top two teams have a bye and just let them play so then who would be the other two teams would it be uh, fsu and oregon then fsu and georgia just leave it as is right oh now. yeah georgia but, Oregon, uh, honestly I'm surprised they put Ohio State at seven, to be honest. Uh, Oregon has absolutely balled out, and they their only two yeah. losses are to number two. So, yeah, I think Oregon should be number seven, and Ohio State should chill probably somewhere b- below even Missouri. I don't even know how Missouri's in the top ten anyways. It's still kind of confusing to me. But if, there was, if I were to pick right now for a team to go the entire way, I think it's Washington. They have an absolute oh. stellar offense. Their defense is completely underrated, and they just destroyed their competition. I and know they, they can run the ball really, really good. Very well. Do they get like five running backs and get just run 70 yards on any given time? And they're yeah, that two, offensive like, line. Like, you want to say they barely beat Oregon? Oregon's a fantastic team. They they and, are. Yeah, they won by three points both games, but that was never a dull moment in that game. I love that no, game that, the entire way. That had to be the best game over the weekend. Oh, yeah. And, statistically probably one of the better college football games ever. I mean, like that game was, there was never a dull moment. You never knew who was going to win at first. When, when Washington went down and scored um, with, I think like two minutes left and they, they got up by 10 and then I was like, okay, that's the dagger, right? Like that's going to be. And then two (laughs) plays later, Oregon comes back. And I mean, there was no, there was no like hesitation from Knicks at all. No, the guy had composure, composure, dude. Oh my and God. just absolutely delivered for his team. So, I mean, hats off to Knicks. I know that he is in the Heisman, um, you know, running. Um, I, I don't think that he's going to do it. It looks like it, it's Jaden Daniels, uh, yeah. you know, reward or, you know, trophy to lose this year. But I mean, what a great way to end the Pac-12. Yeah, and and I think the Pac-12 sitting here going, well, uh, I guess we should have invested more in our teams. <laughs> so, <laughs> no or at joke. Least the conference, right? yeah, because they're gonna be Pac-2. And now that you mention it, with the transition of all these teams, I just want to point out two things for those that are listening here. The top four is actually just the Big Ten playing the SEC. Because Texas is going to SEC next year, and Washington's going to the Big Ten. On that note, the Big Ten's turning into the Big yeah. 18, and the SEC, I think, will still be at 16 teams. The ACC will turn into, I think, 16 or 14 teams. And then the Big 12 will have four, 18 teams as well. So we're going to have these four super conferences, and they can't even play – more than half of their division without sacrificing something else, right? You have all these historical rivalries. It's just going to eat the dust. And that's why I think Oklahoma state spoke after the bedlam rivalry that like, you know, this is all about money and there's no more tradition in sports. And I, and I, I kind of agree with that because this NIL thing, you just had like six starting quarterbacks Mm -hmm. for like some of the top 25 teams. They're like, Oh, I'm going to transfer portal. So you're just going to play college football for like eight years in a row and then go pro. Dude, the transfer portal is going to be absolutely insane. I, I can't even stand it anymore. I'm actually like getting upset. Like, I understand college players need to get paid, 
I don't understand. There should be like a part of that agreement with the team is like you have to stay two years or you have to declare for the draft or something. Because this whole like, oh, I'm going to go play for Clemson. Then I'm going to go play for Oregon State. Then I'm going to go play for Notre Dame. Like it doesn't work that way, man. Like this is not the NFL. And on top yeah. of that, like understanding scholarships, it, there's recruiting is going to go to me out the window because you get a kid from high school, right? And you're like, okay, I'm going to do four years at this school. I might switch halfway if I'm still not playing as much as I want to, or you don't think the program's going in the right direction. But then you get these guys that come in freshman year, like, ah, you know, I'm going to switch another team. I'm going to switch another team. I'm going to switch another team. Or you get these guys in like Marshall or USF or like smaller schools like Rice and stuff like that. Or I think North Texas just had their number one wide receiver declare that they're going to go for the transfer portal. So all these small name schools that are making a run in their first year are now having their star player leave. So like, where's the traditional like loyalty there? Like, well, and I can understand why it can be frustrating, but from a, from a person who is new in the college football fan world, I kind of like the transfer portal in the way that it is, because like, I can see what, what you're saying as far as like, Hey, where is that? Like you have to like work your way up, on the depth chart you have to have the loyalty to that team you know but on the flip side of that these teams they don't have loyalty to these players they don't have loyalty to their families i know that in the recruit in the recruiting they do right everyone is you know favored in the recruiting but when it comes down to it if you're not the best player on the team you're not going to play and for some of these players this you know i mean you I mean, have you an opportunity like think else. think 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 about like a five star like think about this a five star recruit right as a freshman gets recruited by let's say LSU or you know Washington or you know one of these top teams or they could go to Colorado where they're in need of an offensive line and defensive line and could be day one starter there and you have coach prime now you know, so it's like there's there there is a it's it's like a you know double edged sword here with the transfer portal. I can understand it's like, hey man, you got you got to work your way, you got to earn your spot. But at the same time, it's like, meh, if I was a kid, you know, and I was fresh out of high school, and I had the opportunity to make the amount of money that these you know schools are offering these kids now, and I can you know start. And you know, really, kind of build my resume. Yeah, I, I'm. I might do that too. You know, so I mean, no, I, I'm the thinking, transfer portal is going to be crazy, dude. It, it absolutely is. And, and could you imagine being like that sophomore going into like junior year? You have dude. a shot to start, and then some like graduate turd shows up and then starts <laughs> over you. I'd be like so defeated. Like you know, I'm just, I'm gonna transfer now. And yeah, just, or like, well, and that's exactly like what happens. Kids knee out in the locker room or something, because like, because <laughs> you're, that's your future that you're holding on to. Like, granted, some of these guys are probably not going to go pro, and of the hundred and I think thirty two teams now, ninety uh, percent of these kids are not going to go to the professional league. But that being said, if you have a shot and that that happens to you, I, I, I don't blame them if they want to like fight in the locker room or, you know, flat tire or something, I know that's horrible to say, but like, 
Yeah. They're talking about careers and dudes are just transferring. Like I think uh, Notre Dame, their starting quarterback Hartman was like a six year transfer from Wake Forest to Notre Dame. Like what? Come on, man. Come on. So if you're going to yeah. transfer and, and all this stuff, I think your years of eligibility should go down unless you're injured. But that's just me. But you did mention um, the Heisman candidacies. And yes, I don't know if anyone's been paying attention to like players outside of the top five teams, but LSU's Jaden Daniels is like, if you took Joe Burrow and gave him like Jalen hurts speed, it's insane. This kid is a, a phenom that I think a lot of people have underestimated. I know they lost to Alabama, but the kid is just very consistent. He's put up like ridiculous amounts of yards and, and I can't remember if his overall touchdown like addition. Oh, 50 touchdowns. This dude 50, 50 touchdowns, 40 passing and 10 rushing. Yeah. Dude. That's insane. Like that's like, and only four interceptions. Yeah. And then the dude right behind him is Bo Nix, who's only thrown two interceptions and is the most accurate passer that I think college football's ever seen. And he's got 40 touchdowns and ran for six. Who's got 4,100 yards in the air. Like, and again, behind him, though, is Penix Jr. He's the only guy in the top four that's in the playoff. And then he also rushed for 1,100 yards. <laughs> Like this guy ran for this. This guy had what quarterbacks in the NFL and running backs in the NFL. Like that's their goal for the season. Like they're like, Hey, if I can get 1100, 1200 yards and 10 touchdowns with, I have a pretty good year. If I throw for 3,800 yards, they only play. Right. Yeah. It's insane. If you take out the, even without the, um, college championship game or the yeah, other conference championship game it's it's ridiculous man like these guys dude are on video game level and it's like watching i think it was like reggie bush and matt liner play i'm like what is going on it's just like and then the top four leaves marvin harrison jr and you know he's an absolute awesome wide receiver with 1,200 yards and 14 touchdowns, but that's actually very good. That's that's phenomenal, even for the no. That's yeah, that, that's pretty good. Like, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I and someone's probably gonna nitpick us on this, but my own ah. comment for these top fours for this Heisman, I think this is the closest that. I think they've been in a long time. Like historically, I think it, there's always been like, oh yeah, he's gonna win the Heisman. There's no, that's a no brainer. Like when Joe Burrow went and got it, and like Ramar Jackson and you know Mariota and all these guys getting it, and I'm like, or like uh, Bryce Young, it was like, it, it's a no brainer. They're gonna get it. Um, yeah. Here, I know the top guy is Jaden Daniels. Um, I know he's not conference champion and, and stuff like that. Same thing with Marvin Harrison jr. Or Bo Nix for that matter. But this is a very tight race to me. 
It is. I still think that, you know, Daniels should get it. And I'm, I'm kind of just kind of like looking over his career really quick. The guy ran for almost 900 yards last year for 11 touchdowns. He only threw three interceptions. So he's only thrown seven interceptions over the course of two seasons. And has pretty much thrown for at least 3,000 yards. He only had 17 touchdowns last year. But again, he had 11 touchdowns on the ground. So in total, he had 28 touchdowns to three inter- to three turnovers. Yeah, you know, and then this year he just went off the charts. So I I still think it's definitely Jaden Daniels, you know, trophy to lose. But I love I love the other candidates. I mean, Bo Nix, the guy showed great you know composure and grit the entire season. Um, you know, he has very good accuracy. I think he's going to transition well to the NFL. Marvin Harrison, I think is probably eh, not probably, I think he is the best like football player that is available for this upcoming draft, you know? So it's going to be fun. I think it goes to Daniels. Um, you know, usually correct me if I'm wrong, but usually at this point of the year, is like the predictions pretty accurate? Um, yeah, it, it, I, I can't remember how the voting and they're supposed to be close hold and stuff like that, but it's it's pretty accurate when you get to like the analysis and they say who's the favorite, it's typically very like leading, like, yeah, this guy's probably gonna get it, but there's been right. a couple years. Um, and I and I think it was actually with Mark Ingram's year, who's the last running back to ever win it in this last like I don't know how many years now, easily ten or more. And they're like, oh, you know, it's a quarterback award, all this stuff. And then it's like, yeah, but Mark Ingram got like twenty two rushing touchdowns. <laughs> so well, okay, yeah, yeah, it's hard to deny him at that point. Yeah, and and. I think it does go to Daniels based on what we've seen, but like you could easily plant all four of these guys on any team and they're just going to ball out. Um, yeah. I would love to see another defensive guy in there, like uh, from Michigan uh, last year. And then you have um, another running back. I don't know if there's a running back currently that it could even remotely sit in the same like say there was a top five i'm not sure statistically if that's even an argument this year anyways yeah which sucks because running backs in the college world at least have been an absolute staple look at uh, was it jonathan brooks for texas they brought him out for one play in the big 12 championship it was the last play that dude was an absolute dog for that team. And same thing with Johnson for um, Washington. Dude's a beast. Dude, I love I love the running game of Washington, man. I just – it doesn't matter, like – yeah, it just, it, it just doesn't matter. Also, Washington has some, like – Pretty underrated, I feel like, receivers. Oh, absolutely, dude. Absolutely. They're fantastic. What was um 
Oh, I cannot remember his number. I think it's like two or something like that. The guy was like double covered every single time he still caught the ball. For Washington? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. The, the, the route running with the Washington receivers, I, I'm blanking on the name myself, but the route running for the Washington receivers and the ability to just go up and get the ball is, I mean, it's it's very good. I mean, you know, you, you have Marvin Harrison. You have also um, Coleman, right, for uh, yeah. the FSU, which I really like Coleman as well. Dude, Coleman's these, a big dude, and, and I think he's going to be fantastic in the NFL. Yeah, these two guys though in um in Washington, they're they're pretty good, man. I mean, they're they're I think some teams I think that they, they might slide a little bit. You know, it doesn't have to be like <clears throat> doesn't have to be like out of the first round, but I think that they might slide a little bit and whatever team gets them, very lucky. Yeah. Because I think that they're gonna ball out. So man. And, and whoever gets the Heisman, I think this year absolutely deserves it. And, you know, and I think we've alluded to this the past, like, three episodes. It's the best time of football, y'all. And guess what starts after this weekend? Which, by the way, this weekend is the Army-Navy game. And if you're rooting for anyone but Army, you're wrong. Go Army, beat Navy. But after the good old American game on Saturday with Army and Navy... You got bowl season, bud. Dude, it and you is got bowl primetime NFL football, but bowl season. season, if you don't have anything on your calendar and you got some time off, or you just want to argue for no apparent reason with your family, throw on some college football for these bowl games. And my USF Bulls finally got their act together after a four or five year hiatus from the bowl games. Granted, six and six. And we're playing in the Boca Raton Bowl against Syracuse. Go Syracuse. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, man. <laughs> so, I'm not saying we're going to win the game. But, you know, show some love. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, for sure. You know, it's always fun. Like, so, as as I've kind of, like, gotten myself into the um, into the college world and, you know, just kind of have been immersed in it over the last season, um, you know what I have found really fun is that I will put on like a very random game, like, like Toledo, State, Utah State. <laughs> yeah, or like, dude, I, I'm pretty sure I watched like Coastal Carolina and Toledo like a couple weeks back. And I they was put like, out, you know man. they did. It wasn't disappointing. That's what I'm talking about, you know. So, but I mean, like Toledo, they play Wyoming. You got Liberty and Oregon. Oregon is going to destroy them. I feel okay. like is that a real game? Please tell me that's a it real is game. a real. It's it's a Fiesta Bowl, dude. Go Liberty. I mean, I'm not I'm not hating on the Ducks, but like this is the time that like everyone's like, oh, Liberty's overrated, and Oregon's going to beat them, dude. Just show up and watch the game. Crack a few beers. Throw some chicken wings in your belly, man. Just enjoy dude. it. This is that's that's what you do this time of year, man. I mean, like, dude, I got my Christmas tree up. It's my favorite time of the year as far as Christmas. You got bowl season now right around the corner. You got NFL playoffs right around the corner. I mean, before you know it, we're going to be sitting there watching, you know, the, the, the two playoff games where Michigan takes out Alabama and Washington takes down Texas because that's my prediction. And um you know, and then and then we're gonna have the national championship, man. It's gonna be 
we this is this is the best from Thanksgiving on you the NFL or college football just doesn't miss man and I'm I'm here for it yeah for real oh dude you're not kidding there's the Fiesta Bowl with Oregon and Liberty oh my no, god <laughs> dude yeah oh it's gonna be so, great you also have, I mean, like, dude. It, there's now, the Pop Tarts Bowl. I want everyone to understand. It's so there's the, there's certain like companies that typically sponsor bowl games, like Tostitos with the Fiesta Bowl, and you have the Citrus Bowl, and you dude, got the Rose Bowl, Pop Tarts Bowl, North NC yes, State versus now... Kansas State, <laughs> <laughs> and it's a ranked match. I would love to know who they took that over from. The yeah, pinstripe bowl, yeah. Pinstripe's always at Yankee Stadium, man. That's been a staple. Gasparilla Bowl was, uh, I think, inducted oh, that's funny, like dude. 20, I didn't know that. I don't know, 20 years ago, 15 years ago. You have the Outback Bowl, which is historically at Ray J Stadium. I think it's uh, SEC and Big Ten. Always dude, a good matchup, dude. Okay, you want to know another bowl I'm going to be watching? Which one? The Duke's Mayo Bowl. You got North Carolina versus West Virginia. I like that matchup. Interesting. Yeah. I, I like the that The Liberty matchup. Bowl with Iowa State and Memphis, that could just be like a world-scoring game. They The Cyclones average basically 50 points, and Memphis averages roughly 60 points. Do no defense bowl. That's what it should <laughs> yeah. be called. We're just gonna play. You don't ever play that game five hundred when you were little. You just chuck the ball down the field and see who catches. Yep. It. Yeah, that's this game. <laughs> that's the Liberty Bowl for you. And then you got dude. Clemson. You got man. Um, the go Birmingham Bowl with Troy versus Duke. Let's do this. <laughs> Let's yes. Do this. Wait, what is this? Look, look at the Bahamas Bowl. Oh, that's legit, dude. They 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 will fly them out there for that game, dude. But look at that YKU or WKU versus Old Dominion. I nailed it, <laughs> nailed it. <laughs> oh my god, hey man, this is this is gonna be oh dude, Cure Bowl, Appalachian State over Miami, Ohio. I oh, already App State takes it. that every single time, <laughs> dude. Uh, Ohio, they are the like, upset yeah. king. Yeah. <laughs> They own that title. Iowa versus Tennessee. Now that might be interesting for the Citrus Bowl. Ooh. I, okay. Tennessee's not very consistent right now, but Josh Heupel's got that offense. You can just score like 40 points on any given moment. But Iowa's defense is the only reason why they're ranked 17. Um, because they can't score a touchdown to save their life without uh McNamara back there. But Dude, you know, you know what bowl I also like? The Holiday Bowl, Louisville versus yeah. USC. So USC, uh, it came out today that Caleb Williams is not playing. Really? Yeah. He, well, now that's not, not the that's game. not a fun game now. I know. Like, come on. I man. wanted to see him against a ranked team. Ooh, the Sun Bowl. That's an interesting. Well, game. I mean, you got Notre Dame versus Oregon State. But Oregon State's dude said he was going to go for the uh, transfer portal. So James Madison versus uh, Air Force, Armed Forces Bowl. Let's go. Dude, James Madison yes. by 100. Right. <laughs> yeah, Air Force <laughs> fell off the map after that. But you know what's crazy? Oh, you know man. how I was ragged on Missouri? They're playing Ohio State in the Cotton Do Bowl. they? They are. I was just about to say that, dude. I saw that. I'm like, that, wait. That might be. 
Now, I'm going to have to get some popcorn for that one. Dude. Hey, get your popcorn. Get your wings. Get your select beverage of choice. And just sit back and enjoy. Because over the next several weekends, we have got some seriously fun games. Dude. You know, don't. Don't just don't just wait for the for the well known teams. Don't just wait for the you know the ranked teams to be playing each other. Man, have a little bit of fun. Tell us what your bowl that you are looking forward to the most is. Like I tell you what, I keep scrolling down this it. list: uh, Penn State and Ole Miss. Ooh, that's the New Year's Eve bowl right there. Oh no, they're yep. Yeah, no, I'm off by a day. Sorry, <laughs> but still. That's a good one, though. That's how you start that day, and you end it with Florida State, Georgia. Dude. Oh, that's then, a fantastic day right there. And then the very first – no, you – technically, you can end the game with Arizona Bowl, Toledo versus Wyoming. <laughs> Dude, that might be a solid game. Because they good. start at 430. Toledo Georgia and Florida State. State at 4. Nailed it. And then the very next day, you got the you got Wisconsin LSU. You got that Liberty Oregon. I don't know then if you Wisconsin got that. can hang with LSU. I don't even know if that's probably argument. not. No, that's why it's the twelve o'clock slot. Yeah, true, <laughs> true. Oh man, hey, it's gonna be a lot of fun though, man. Hey, Glenn, as we're coming to the end of this college football season, I know that we still got a lot of games to go, and we just kind of like just went on like a five minute tangent on just random games, which was a lot of fun. <laughs> but I gotta, I gotta say this, man. Seriously, thank you for getting me into college football because it has been the most fun I've had watching football in in quite a while. You know, you're you're welcome, and you know, sh- shout out to McDonald. Mike and uh, Ferris, James, it's always a pleasure talking some football with you guys, uh, former soldiers of mine, and uh, always loved uh, the back talk and trash talk with them about Georgia and Alabama and, and you know how they're the SEC cream of the crop. And, and quite honestly, they are this year. There, there's no debating that. But, you know, Dave, as we watch – I've watched college football since – probably before I get out of diapers, but um, the thing is it's all tradition and like, it's almost like bloodline, right? You, you grow up with this team in your local town, city, whatever. And if you're not near it, it's like a state thing. Like here in Iowa, like if you're in the North, it's all Iowa. If you're near Iowa state, it's Iowa state. It's weird. Um, So, and a lot of states in the United States don't have teams. Like if you think about it, how many professional teams do we have? 32. How many right. are in multiple like how many te- multiple teams are in one state? Like Florida. Oh, Florida's got three teams. Three. <laughs> so, California has a ton. Yep. And same though uh New York or Jersey rather. But right. You got all these teams spread out for the pros, but the college world is where you get that hometown like yeah care for that team and i was about to use a different set of words but i understand where we're at but um, <laughs> the uh the, it's just it's like in your blood and you like you fight for it and you like feel it like you know how they say that like oh when the guy when the guy's team loses he takes it personally in college football absolutely true yeah and if anyone wants to watch like some random teams playing college has got it for you um, and, and this is where the kids 
ultimately want to become pro. So I think there's more care there for the game and more in it. Um, especially now when there's dollars involved that you could potentially be making. So I think there's more at stake for college football. That's why I love it. Um, and yeah. I'm glad I can get you on board with it. I'm sure your wife's probably got a different point of view, but <laughs> you know, it'll be all right. <laughs> I'm free from what is it? February all the way until August. So it's like, come <laughs> on. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. But hey, man, it's been a lot of fun. I love jumping on this with you. Um, I definitely appreciate you and Floyd's holding it down last week. And then, uh, you know, I know that we'll probably touch base on it this week with the NFL podcast, but you and Theo have been, uh, you know, doing your all thing with it. Um, I'm not going anywhere guys. It just was a little bit under the weather. Um, whole house got hit with the flu last week it was horrible so but uh glad to be back man and uh yeah dude i'm excited for all these games coming up for these next several weekends man college football is very much alive man fan bases there's gonna be a lot of heartbreaks, you know but uh hey there's gonna be a lot of uh tears of joy as well so um i'm definitely here for it man and i i'm, I'm excited for it and as always, you know, hit the like and the share and shoot us an email at the Beard Zone Podcast at gmail.com or on Facebook. We're just the Beard Zone Podcast. Twitter is Beard Zone Pod. And then you yep. got Instagram is the Beard Zone Football Podcast, the only one that's slightly different. You know, just, you know, sh- talk to us, talk to a coworker about us, share it, all that stuff. It's great. We just love talking about football. And um, you got anything for the beautiful people there, Dave? Yeah, I mean, I'm just going to kind of piggyback off of what what you just said, man. Liking and sharing this is going to be the best way to support us. Um, definitely leave us, you know, those five-star reviews. And, uh, you know, I mean, we definitely we definitely appreciate it. We see all you guys and, uh, you know, week in and week out, you know, listening to us. We definitely appreciate you guys. Continue to share. Continue to follow, man. We're not going anywhere. And, uh, yeah, man, let's, uh, let's, have, let's have a fun ending to this season here these next uh, few weeks well as always we love y'all for listening on that note beard zone out